Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whichever time frame you have to be listening to this on. You have arrived yet again at the doorstep of Monkey Business. Monkey Business, a production of Mighty Monkey Productions. Wonderful to hear from everybody again back in the studios of WFC3 with me, as always, Billy, Tanya, and Tony. But we have some new friends with us today saying hello. One of our other interns, Becca May. Say hello, Becca. Hello. And the big man, the, the encyclopedia of all things fantastical and wondrous. We got Wayne. I the, don't know if I'm an encyclopedia of all things, but I know a lot. Oh, see, con, con, consider the rest of the people on the panel, dude. You're, you're well ahead of just about just about all of us. Uh, so like, we really like Tyrion Lannister. I know a lot. <laughs> I know. And I, I drink. I drink and I know things. <laughs> That's what I do. That's it. You know, the next All time I, I see him, I'm gonna to get. I gotta for. get that T-shirt. He know. Uh, so we have. We, this is like our fourth podcast at this point. We've touched on a lot of things. Uh, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, sixth. Lost yeah, count. we've lost. To- we lost count. We're, and we have a lot of topics <laughs> that we're going to cover over the ensuing months. Today's topic, however. We are going to Middle Earth. We're going to go hang out with the hobbits and the elves and the uh, the dwarves and and all things uh, dark and brooding and and light and powerful. So we're going to hit Tolkien's imagination head on, but on a literary basis. Where we you know there's going to come a day where we're going to talk about the the movies and all of their splendor. But I want Aragorn. You want Aragorn? I do. Aragorn's yeah. in the books. He's in the books, honey. Yeah, but... but uh, <laughs> she okay. wants Vigo. I want Vigo. She wants then. Vigo Mortensen. Let me... Let me yeah. Let's, let's, just give me let's Vigo. be specific. Are, right, Deanna? Yeah, absolutely. And there's our D on the phone with us again today. She'll take him, too. Hello, D. Hello, people. So let's let's all just... We'll go around the table. I um Just do a show of hands and I'll, I'll talk about it. I'll translate it to the... But I, just for my own edification, how many of you have actually read Lord of the Rings books, Hobbit or Lord of the Rings? Okay, so everybody but Billy. Yep. Everybody but Billy. I, Billy. I, I, I tried, but the... it's, it's it's just not me for some reason. Well, the language is real thick. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to read. And I mean, I studied English when I was in college. And I studied me too. All, and all to manners. be honest with you, I'm not even a fan of the movies. So no? You may have not... Right, right now I'm the button pusher and I'm I'm gonna listen unless I have some specific <laughs> I can questions. That, though. and you know what? And when we when we do the talk about the movies, um, I'm gonna ask you about that. If there's like what you know what it was that kind of turned you off on it. Now with the books, it's easy because Tolkien, Tolkien was such a master of language. Uh, he was a, he was a professor. I mean, he invented all of the languages that were represented within the books themselves. He invented the Elvish and like two or three different dialects of it. Uh, he invented the dwarvish. He invented the the ancient runes. The you know all of the dark speak. Everything he's he did that. And, and what it makes me feel bad because I have a really good friend. Mm-hmm. He's a school librarian, I think, out in Pittsburgh, and he's the head of the Tolkien Society. Uh-huh. And he's he's all about the books, which he, is where the SCA started. Yeah, from the Tolkien Society the, of Creative Anachronisms. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you for telling me what that was. Yeah, <laughs> but he loves it. He's head of Tolkien Society. He's been to the. Uh, he's taken trips to the sets uh, in uh-huh. Australia. New yeah, Zealand? New Zealand. New Zealand. Thanks. Yeah, I don't know anything. I'm going to shut <laughs> oh, up. Come on. Let stop. you guys talk about this uh, very cool nerdy stuff that. I know nothing about. Well, no, that's I'll great be back when you talk about Batman. There or you something. go. Okay, well, well we're, in it. we're having <laughs> you can a whole school me on Batman. Yeah. Well, you're an animated movie fan. I'm surprised you didn't at least see the animated movies. I, yeah, I honestly, I haven't. No. <laughs> well, we're not going to worry about that. Oh, hang on. Oops, hold we on, lost Chris. Chris. And... We lost Chris. That's all right. I'm still here. Yeah, can't get rid of me that easy. As much <laughs> as some have tried. Um, but you know, these are things we're going to talk about. And I actually, mm-hmm. I do want your perspective whenever. Whenever you feel like throwing it in, Billy, because you know there's a lot of this stuff is not for everybody, mm-hmm. and that's fine. And and I I want to know what you have to say about it as well. 
because then that's going to help us kind of either figure out why we appreciate it so much even you know better or be able mm-hmm. to explain it maybe maybe even on a slim chance inspire you to, to take it in again who knows but um I have a question. Go ahead, Tony. Uh, now I know it was tur- it, it was written around the tur- around the early twentieth uh, uh, century. Uh, mm-hmm. Does anyone 20th. happen to know offhand when it was actually mm-hmm. written? Well, the the earliest of all the books that were published was The Hobbit, mm-hmm. and The Hobbit's first printing was in nineteen thirty seven. And it was basically a kid's story. Exactly. He, the mm-hmm. the common urban legend. I'm not sure. I haven't read much in terms of to find a, a proof of this or not. But the the common urban legend is that it was a story, a bedtime story that he would tell his grandkids. <laughs> it was. Okay. And see? the only reason he got it printed was uh, who was the other guy who did uh, was popular at the time. The other big fantasy writer. I can't remember his name. Oh, I, I know who you're talking about. I can't think. And of he the... got him to say, "Hey, this is good stuff. You should have this printed." Mm-hmm. And then from there, I mean, he'd always had the uh, the inkling that he was going to write The Lord of the Rings. The Hobbit was his way of introducing people to the world and to the characters and to the you know the various themes that were important to him. Uh, he was inspired a lot by his service in World War One. Uh, he was inspired a lot by his studies as a professor of literature, uh, as as a a creator of literature. I mean, he's he, at he, Oxford, I think. He was at a couple of different colleges, but the one he's known for the most was was Oxford. I yeah. I, I, I read the Wikipedia on J.R.R. <laughs> Tolkien this morning during show prep. I, I know, shame on me for that. <laughs> but it, you know, there there are certain things you can trust Wikipedia on, and you know, when you're dealing with mundane facts like that, I think it can pretty much say it's a safe bet. Um, or you know, I would never go to Wikipedia for opinion on anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the earliest of the books that was published was 1937. Uh, and then the Lord of the Rings, uh, it was in its three book form, was uh, released from 1954 to 1955 over the course of like 18, 19 months. Um, so that would be Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, and Return of the King. And it's in 38 different languages. Yes, including Elvish. Including Elvish. <laughs> you know, is there Dwarvish in there too? Well, when I was at there Fisher, when I was at Fisher, I had a professor who was from England, and she was our she taught an actual class on Old English. Uh, so you could learn Gaelic and learn, you know, how people spoke back, you know, five, six, seven hundred years ago. And she was, my hand to God, she was fluent in, in Elvish and Cinderin, uh, or Cinderine, however you want to pronounce that. I keep hoping you're going to say Elvis. I love Elvis. Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> Billy's going to so perk up. Well, thank you. Thank you very much thank for that. Much. That was a great reference. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, it's. I remember her actually going through and speaking. She was reading a whole chunk of of uh, Beowulf, which uh, Tolkien had done. A, I a, am Beowulf, yeah. Ripper, whatever. Was that with Grendel too? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. And and she she did it in Elvish, not Old English, but Elvish. And I'm just sitting there going, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it was really the best reaction I had. Because back in the day, it mm-hmm. was one of the things. If you're a Tolkien fan, you learned Elvish. Yeah. You know, yeah, just, at least just, certain phrases. It's that, like know. learning Cleon now. Uh-huh. <laughs> you learned Elvish, you learned Dwarf, you learned all those cool languages, uh-huh. and now they got cool science fiction-y languages. I yeah. mean, just the sound of them. Like, if you hear like... Dothraki. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, there you go. It's, it all sounds really cool when mm-hmm. someone is speaking in those tongues. Well, it adds a whole different layer to the imagination when you have mm-hmm. somebody who's put that kind of time and effort and investment into it. Um, now, there are other... Stories in the in the Middle Earth mythology. There's the Silmarillion, 
which for a long time I would pronounce Cimmerillion because I didn't know there was a first L in there somewhere along the line. And then I would get you get the, you can always tell the real Tolkien phonetics because I would say Cimmerillion and they would yeah, just stare so. at me. No, it's <laughs> Silmarillion. Okay, sorry there. <laughs> didn't, didn't mean to piss you off there, Elrond. <laughs> and then now next year in 2017, we are going to see the 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 world global release of the story of Baron and Luthien, which um, is this hinted mythology. These this is all. Um, Tolkien material that was edited together by his son, who was in his 90s now, the Christopher Tolkien, who's now in his 90s. He's not that old, is he? Uh, he's uh, 80s, 90s. Oh, yeah, he he's is. up there. I keep forgetting. Well, you know, too. the old Hobbit himself would have been over well over 100 <laughs> at this point if he were still alive today. Uh, <clears throat> but um, these are all materials that he had written uh, back in, from what I'm being told, in the, like the late teens, early 20s, um, in terms of 1915, 1920, and then neck of the woods, not his own teens and 20s. Uh, and that's going to add that that kind of like the foundation to to everything. The foundation to the whole Lord of the Rings mythology comes from this book. So, in a chronological aspect, it would be the story of Baron and Luthien, then the Silmarillion, then the Hobbit, then the Lord of the Rings. That kind of brings that whole those but, whole but ages. The Silmarillion is a whole bunch of short, interconnected stories mm-hmm. that some don't make any difference to anything that has to do with. Right, it's just background material. It is, it's just, and then they really don't have an effect on it, but it gives you that that extra flavor. Yes, um, I don't. Did, I don't know, Wayne, if you saw this, but it was floating around um, Facebook and a couple and like Instagram and a little thing uh, a couple weeks back. What's but some Instagram thing, Instagram is that tang. New? That's technology. <laughs> That's technology that we old people we old people don't know technology. Ask the kids. Yeah, I, I do just love got on Vine. Instagram. Should I be worried? I just got on Vine. You should be really scared. Yeah. Be there's scared. some stuff that's on Vine. Going out of business. <laughs> there's, yeah, that's just there's some crazy things going on on Vine. Didn't they just have a grape vine festival a couple weeks ago? <laughs> <laughs> that's where Billy got the licorice from. There uh, we go. <laughs> you know, we were thinking about getting you some. We were going to score you some licorice. Uh, I'm, I'm probably good. You didn't. <laughs> He's trying to break the habit. But anyway, um, stuff that was rolling around, I saw the original hand-drawn maps of Middle-earth yes. that yes, uh, that Tolkien cool. himself sketched up on some graph paper. Just so he, as he was describing the, the journey of Frodo and Sam across the world, he knew where they were. And he had, and so we have, and I, I downloaded them, so I have them on my computer at home. So just You study them and you see the penmanship and the notes and the detail and, and everything that went into what would create Middle-earth. And it's like, this man did, did not have a life. <laughs> well, it was a it's, superb it's, it's, will, world builder. Yeah, it's, it's seriously. Like what a lot of authors do when they're trying to create a world, you mm-hmm. have to just you have to make the places people are going, so you at least know where they're going to go, so you don't go off the world. Exactly. The world somewhere. Exactly. So, all right. Let's. When we um we talked about Star Trek recently in one of our previous podcasts, and we talked about how it Miramani was, was on last night. Oh, nice. And. Um, we were talking about how it was a foundation of a lot of what we see in terms of science fiction and fantasy and even conventions, how it's affected the, the comic book convention and pop culture convention culture. And I asked the question, and I plan on asking this question a lot, and I'm just going to tailor it to whatever conversation topic we're on at the moment. With, without Tolkien, without Lord of the Rings, do you, Wayne, and I'm going to address this question first to you, uh, do you see today's... Uh, catalog of fantasy, science fiction, all of that stuff, do you see it being as prevalent as it could have been without it? I don't think so. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Wayne. Oh, wow. (laughs) Wayne, Wayne, you had a sex change when I wasn't looking. Wow, Dee just jumped right in there. (laughs) See, you know, the the one thing I can always count on with Dee 
is she when she knows what she's when she's on when she has an answer she just jumps she just boom right there is no hesitation with Deanna at all ever she just dives right in she's got to get that in there before Martinsville oh yeah absolutely oh, okay oh, the Martinsville don't race there was Beowulf before okay. there's the Iliad there's Homer uh-huh. there's don't. there's lots not that Homer but the other Homer. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was loads of fantastical mythology before Tolkien right. So it just would have been different. But do you see a lot of um, Iliad and Odyssey conventions out there? Um, is the is Peter Jackson is he coming up with? Um, well, if you look, you've got all the movies like all the Clash of the Clash Titans? of the Titans. You've got Gods of Egypt. The, uh, Gods of Egypt. <laughs> you've got. Um, <laughs> oh, we heard we heard Wayne's review of that movie just in the tone of that comment right there. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, brother, um, where are you? Don't want to. Oh, brother, where are you? What's the one with um um Harry special effects with the skeletons? Oh. Oh. Sh- yeah. Uh, that was also Clash of the Titans, wasn't no, it? No, no, that was uh, before Clash. Uh, Jason and the Ark. Jason yes. and the Ark. Yeah, I was going to say Sinbad. And then all the Sinbad movies, yeah. too. And that, see, there's what about all Hercules? This, and Hercules. <laughs> there's all these myths that came up that aren't Tolkien. Mm-hmm. So you would have still had those myths, and you could have still had those movies. <clears throat> all right. All right. Take it another step further. Cause cause we... If you look, I think there have been more Sinbad movies than there have been Lord of the Rings movies. You got your Tolkien Tolkien. Yeah. Your token Tolkien. Oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. Do, do you have the, the sound effects somewhere? Oh, I do. We're going to keep that one handy. Got to keep that one handy. No, I think with the Lord of the Rings just trilogy of the books and things like that, I think that goes into like the fantasy Dungeons and Dragons and things like that because it okay. brings out all those characters of the elves and the dwarves mm-hmm. and the... um conflicts that have been between all those races and, and then... I just came from playing D&D yesterday. Yeah, all right, so, so let's rephrase so, let's rephrase the question real quick. Instead without, of just movies. Uh-huh, without Tolkien, does Dungeons and Dragons exist? No. Uh, well, according to Guy Gax, yes. he says he wasn't really influenced by Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but I don't believe that. Well, no, there's all. definitely In fairness, an influence. Uh, is, is elves well, and dwarves did exist. Prior to in Tolkien. a lot of myth and legends, in a lot yes. of myth and legends, mm-hmm. like uh, right. uh, Wayne was referring to earlier, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, in his books, didn't he? He got caught up with stealing the um, the Lankmar mythology, the Melbonian mythology. And, I feel like uh, I'm in a social studies class. This is awesome. And um, <laughs> hobbits. Uh-huh. Became halflings in the D and D. In the D and D, right? Yeah. right. But they a... had furry feet and everything, but he had called them halflings. Uh-huh. It's like, no, they didn't influence me, but these look just like hobbits. So is yeah. this sort of the nerd version of Vanilla Ice stealing? Din, 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 din. <laughs> you know what? Yes. It kind of is, Billy. <laughs> that kind of is, and you know, and it's funny. In my house, I, this I it still happens it. where I hear that bass riff, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about to hear Bowie and, and Freddie Mercury. Yes. And and my kids start going stop collaborating and I'm gonna yeah, smack them both. Here, <laughs> the fact yeah. they know that song, I know as I know. well. But they only know it kids these days don't have a lot of class. Mm. I'm gonna get killed. I have my two interns sitting next to me right now. I'm gonna get killed <laughs> in my sleep. I'm Fortunately, sure you have reach. I have reach at the moment. I'm gonna still be. I'm gonna sit a little closer to Wayne. Now. Hi, Wayne. How you doing? <laughs> anyway, I think another influence that Lord of the Rings has outside of the Dungeons and Dragons is that mm-hmm. is music. I mean, I, you know, if you look, Led Zeppelin, Zeppelin, yes, yeah. you know, Ramble On, Battle of Evermore, Over the Hills and Far Away, okay, you know, <laughs> they, 
nobody even they, knew what that was before The Hobbit came out. Yeah. Unless you were right. a Hobbit fan and read the books, and then you knew exactly what that was. You know, okay. There's explicit references to Lord of the Rings in those songs. Right. Um, you know, and think about it. If, you know, there's no Lord of the Rings, we don't get Leonard Nimoy doing the Oh, Are we sure that's a good thing? <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. You know, when, when Leonard passed away, and, and of course, everybody's doing the big tributes to Spock and all of his, tri- you know, and his work in, in stage and screen, and then invariably somebody would post Bilbo. the the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins video from the 60s, and I'm, I would just be continually... No, it was the 70s. Gr- it was, that was the 70s? The 70s. Was the 70s? Was yeah. there disco going on there? But the, the dancing in it was... Yeah, I, You're speechless. I, I you can't no come words. up with a word for it. I can't come up with a word for it. The thesaurus in my head just fries whenever I start thinking about that. Yeah. All right, so here we are. I'm thinking Deanna's doing show prep also because she's hitting like all those cues for music. I'm and good everything. with it. I'm yeah. good with it. I can't be the only numb nut sitting on the on the. Oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. There's something. There it is. Oh, you know this is the first time I'm hearing this song. You've never heard it. I've never heard it. <laughs> I've never heard it either. Third line. I've seen the video. I'm looking at it and it's disturbing. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Oh, the, the, the... That's just it. That's seventies. <laughs> yeah. It's so bad that it's good. Yeah. Oh, you know what? This was in the uh, trip. Uh, the uh, tribute video. Uh, Tribute documentary uh, Spock Sun did for him. Yes, yes it is. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I would not expect anything less. Right. <laughs> and, it was scary. And you n- would never see that except at conventions because that's the only place you would see stuff like that. Or YouTube. How about the... Oh, um, before YouTube. How about the car commercial that Nemo and uh, Zachary Quinto did together? Oh, I love yeah. those commercials. And, and he's just driving along singing the... You know, just carefully just singing the... the casually. Ballad, yeah. And just carefully, <laughs> casually singing the, the ballad to Bilbo Baggins as he's driving along. It's like, okay, just the little callbacks were... were yeah. Too much fun. But we totally digress. Because well, we're good at that. That's what we do. That's <laughs> what we specialize in is digressing. Now, we're talking about Lord of the Rings on Monkey Business, the podcast for Flower City Comic Con. In the studio with me, a reminder, we got the uh, got Billy, Tanya, Becca, Tony, and Wayne, and Dee on the phone with us today. We're uh, chatting a little bit about t- to the literary masterpiece of J.R.R. Tolkien. Tony, bonus points if you can tell me what the J.R.R. stand, stand for as I flip my uh. notebook over. Crud. Um, I know there's John. A, I know there's a Ronald in there. He's Junior. Uh, he's Junior. <laughs> <laughs> there's John a Ronald. Ronald. John Ronald. That's the, he's, right. he's, he's two uh, thirds of the way home. He looks to Becca. And Becca's like, don't look at me. <laughs> the other R name is unusual. Like, not Reagan, but Ra- it, it's it's Raul. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really was, weird version what? of Raul, but I, I believe I, I, mean, I could be wrong there. But well, he's English, so his yeah, first name so, is obviously John. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because every Englishman's named John. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, especially <laughs> yes, good man. I'm so glad you came up with that. Lovely. Yes, John. Hi, so, John. Hello, John. How are you, John? <laughs> it's like the Monty Python sketch done in Australia, where everybody's saying, "Hey, Bruce, how you doing, Bruce? It's very good. Bruce. <laughs> good to see you, Bruce." Wasn't everyone's name Brian? No, no that's it was from, Bruce. That's, that's from uh, um, what's the other Python? What was Life Li- of Brian? Life of Brian. That's why I was asking. Movie? Is the Brian because it was Life of Brian? I but... don't remember that part. I actually, it's been a long time since I've seen Life of, Life of Brian. It, I, of course, I just watched Holy Grail. Like, isn't that a week conjugate ago. the verbs? Well, there'd be no Holy Grail yes. without Lord yes. of the Rings. Conjugate either. the verbs. Yes. No what was Romans that? No go Lord home. Of the Ring. No, no uh, life. Not Life of Brian. No one I just said Holy Grail. Holy Grail, Holy Grail without without 
Tolkien either, because that was kind True. of a whole rip on. Uh, well, that was more a rip on King Arthur. Mythology. Yeah, I was going to say that's King like Arthur. full on Arthurian legend. We're, we're going to be and and just so, so yeah. just to perk people's interest, I am planning to do a Monty Python podcast. Oh. Uh, so oh. in the so, near, so I've got nice. a list. I've got a list of like t- since I started doing the podcasts. There's there's been I got like a page of like twenty or thirty different ideas. So we're never going to run out of things to talk about. Like start, we've already done one Star Trek. There's like so many different things. Star Trek. There's so many Star Wars. There's so many, you know, Did all you these, the big slash? names. We have not done Slash yet. Slash. Slash. I don't know if I'm going to feel comfortable with that idea either. It's mostly written by women too. Yes, slash fiction. Like when fan oh, fiction no. goes. Oh, when, no. when God, fan fiction goes no. wrong. That's there's, slash. There's slash Lord of the Rings too. Oh, I'm sure there's slash uh, everything. There's slash everything. Oh, yeah. That's a new yeah um, thing for me. That's okay, dear. You, there's a certain level of naivete that I want you to keep. Okay. All right. I'll explain it Don't to you later, it. and you're going to stare at me, and you're going to be like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't heard of this either. Is it body? Is oh, it... Body is an understatement. It's pornographic. Oh, is yeah. basically what it is. Worse oh, than my. Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, let's yes. just say that the most popular. Yes. <laughs> let's just most the most popular Star Trek slash is Kirk, Kirk slash Spock. Oh. Do the uh, math. And the most popular uh, supernatural one for you is um, Dean and, uh... Dean and uh, Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Double little, little, little city of brotherly love. Cast. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. always hear. So here we are. We're talking about classic fantas- fantasy literature, and we're getting into something not so classic. <laughs> <laughs> Can we come back to like the Canterbury Tales? <laughs> you know, that would be good. We could do a, a whole thing about uh, a little Chaucer action, especially the you know the the reference to him in uh, the um, Knight's Tale. Knight's Tale. Thank you. Because that was just a great movie. That's just a great, great freaking movie. It's it's completely hilariously wrong on so many levels, but fun movie Chaucer nonetheless. Chaucer walking down the... Armor. Hmm? Especially the armor. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. The You know, with the Nike swoosh on it. Yeah. All right. Billy, how are we doing? I'm good. Yay! I'm enjoying myself. That's great. So, see, oh, you didn't see. necessarily You're have... asking me for a time check, actually. That's possible, I just realized too. it. No, I'm, uh, I'm happy to know that you're good, though. We're at about 22 minutes. We're at 22, so yeah. we can, we'll keep going for a little bit Okay, here. good. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue now... By going in the most unexpected location. Actually, I wanted a question first. Go. Has Susan read the Lord of the Rings books? That's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. Oh, she hasn't read them since I've known her. Since you've known but her. But she reads a lot. That, oh I, w- I would expect that yeah. she probably, possibly has she, read she one may of have. those. Yeah. I bet she has. Oh. I, I tried. There is no, Drew. but not in the long, There's not in no the long, long time. There's no try. There's I, no... To be honest with you, I haven't <laughs> tried probably since. Elementary school. Mm-hmm. Ah, so well, it's like we were saying earlier. You know, when we first got the mm-hmm. conversation started, the books they can be really heavy. Mm-hmm. The language mm-hmm. is very thick, yeah. uh, because you have a man who is a master linguist. Yes, yeah. very descriptive, very visual, very thoughtful. Though, I mean, he he does not shy away from the big fifty cent words. I so mean, I'm mm-hmm. guessing that Stephen and, King studied Tolkien. Oh God, yeah. Oh, yeah. He oh, talks. Yeah. He'll talk oh, yeah. about that too. Okay, I, I love Stephen King. Yep. You just sold me on checking it out again. Just but with then, the descriptions of everything mm-hmm. and going into like. But you, then, like in The Hobbit, not a lot happens in The Hobbit. There's not a lot. Like even in the Lord of, in the movies, they had to invent stuff to happen. And which <laughs> was weird for me because in the movies, in the Hobbit movies, uh, they invented a lot of stuff. Yes, but they also left a lot of things out too. Yes. Stuff that popped up in the Hobbit in the books were not in the movies. But I'm like, if you're looking for things to to why are you trying to create stuff when there was all this stuff already there waiting for you? they were trying to make it fit the other three movies. Yeah. I just seem to recall, correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the books just hit 
Oh, sorry. Uh, you had to finish Where's the question. Where's the dice first. to throw it? I know. Seriously. <laughs> There's something I can throw at him. Wow. You need to roll a crit 20. We, yeah. we have, we have no. game day today, and I'm going to no. get hit. I'm sure of it. <laughs> You're the DM. No, he's not. I'm not actually, I'm not, actually I snuck out. I'm not DMing today. I'm so oh. happy about that. Tomb of Horrors, Deanna. Tomb of Horrors. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which no. version? 3-5. 3-5. That's a good version. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I've we can digress to that way. But <laughs> one, of, one of, I don't know if it was The Hobbit or the, the first Lord of the Rings book, but it just seemed to have a lot of description of research in a library. Go, like they were going to either find something out about the ring or find I, I can't remember. It's been in, so long in since the first I, in the first Lord of the Rings, in the Fellowship of the Ring, mm-hmm. um, Gandalf spent a lot of time in the library researching the ring. And it seemed to have like multiple chapters of yes. studying yeah. stuff. In the, I'm just like maybe it, that's why I had a hard time getting through that because right. he hasn't left the library yet. Well, yeah, and they hint, even though they, libraries are really good, I like because libraries. in the movie, in the movie uh, Fellowship of the Rings, it's just hinted at. You see a couple right, of quick right. cameos of of Gandalf, you know, sorting through scrolls. You see a couple of shots of that, and then he's off and running again. Where you're right in the books, it's like it's like chapters, three hundred yeah. pages worth yeah, of, of him in the library. And that was that was Tolkien's way of saying, oh, by the way, I'm going to sneak in a whole lot of backstory about Middle Earth by showing, showing you what you Gandalf the... is reading here. Mm-hmm. And, and those are the parts of the book that it's like a book within a book. Right, and and that's I think that's why it was like difficult for me to get through mm-hmm. there. And mm-hmm. I'll be the first one to admit that I've I've read The Hobbit and I've read The Fellowship of the Ring, and I was only like part way through the Two Towers before the movies came out because I wanted to make sure that I had mm-hmm. the books read because I'm like one of those things being an English major myself that I I have to have the books because. Yeah, the movies kind of do it for me, but I like just all that description and the words in order to mm-hmm. paint the picture in my mind first mm-hmm. before the movie kind of ruins it for me. Even though the movie didn't ruin it for no. me, and I totally no. want to go back and take Vigo, but <laughs> I just keep doing that. Cause we'll just watch in our mind's eye, Vigo. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Back when, when my kids were small, and I, the bedtime story... <laughs> That must have been like 20 years ago. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on. One, one's 15, the other one's 13. It was not 20 years ago. Start. Let me, let me at least try to be young. Um, <laughs> but when they were small and I would read them bedtime stories, I got into The Hobbit with them. And, and they got a, had a lot of fun. There was a lot of you know, cute, sweet parts because, this again, it, was, it started out as an, an oratory children's story. An, an oral children's story is what I wanted to say. Um, it was the heist job. We're going to rob a bank. Exactly. <laughs> it was the Mordor job now, instead uh, of the Italian job. Chris, you know, that kind of do thing. you have any uh, voices that you used to do for any of the characters? Tony, I'm so sad that you brought that up because I have to answer questions truthfully in this in this panel. But <laughs> oh, yes, I, I would do I would do voices. Ooh, yes. Can we hear any? No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask you a simple question: Is your name Ian or Juliana? If you say no, then no, you're not hearing any of them. So can I call one of them? It's not like they're going to answer their phone. They're teenagers. Teenagers, what the hell? But um, when they but, yeah, see who's calling, I would do the voices, and and uh, but it was the the point I was getting to. Uh, we got halfway through the Hobbit, and eventually the kids who were, I think they were like five, six, seven in that neck of the woods when I was reading it. Eventually they're like, "Dad, this is fun and all, but do they get to a point somewhere along the line?" <laughs> you know, and that's so that's what we were talking about. You know how he just stuffs the book with with his with his essence of the language. And it it's can, like, like he's painting the picture for you to see while you're reading the book. Right, exactly. And, and you know, while that's wonderful, you've got this vivid imagination, 
and and, it'll, and it inspires vivid imagination. I wonder if it takes a little bit of away. And this was I was getting there. Cause I'm pointing at you, Becca, because I'm coming to you with this question. Because you you've you've read you've read The Hobbit. Yeah. Okay. Do you feel like it gave you everything too much, or did it give you enough that you were able to fill in the blanks on your own? Uh might have been a bit of overkill. Might have been so an over- trying to trying to get to the, through the book. Mm-hmm. Could it could have could it have throttled back a little bit, giving you a nice structure, and then you could have filled in the rest with with what's going on in the back of your head? Probably a bit. Mm-hmm. I uh, see, and, that, and that's and that Billy, I think, is why you've had mm-hmm. such a hard time. So, with- in other words, Tolkien should have done it better. Well, <laughs> I think there needs to be a, a, I, a modified or a bridge version, mm-hmm. taking that in, say for those. You but know it, how it's short as it is. Yeah, it, I well, you know I think I I need to read the whole thing. I'm sort of a completist in my head. Mm-hmm. Like if I which like, I about. want yeah. as much as I can. Mm-hmm. So without having read it, I it's, want the bigger version. Yeah, but it's, but it's like some of those um, uh, Shakespeare plays that have been translated from the old English into like modern English, so mm-hmm. like people can actually just truly understand what mm-hmm. the story is. Right. Especially for like like. I mean, I could read it in the old English because I was an English major. I mm-hmm. had to read it in the old English, and I can understand it. But like a lot of people, like that, don't study the literature and the classics, mm-hmm. are trying to figure out what the authors and the writers are meaning when they say "forsooth this." What, what? we're like, what type thing? Because yeah. we don't talk that way, and if we don't study that, it makes it more difficult for us to get through the lang- the the literature and things like that. And that's what may turn some people off to it. Yeah. So, I, I remember in college, I had the Canterbury Tales. You know, you talk about oh, Old English oh. and translation. The book I had, the left side of the page was the Old English. The right side was the English translation. So if, you know, you didn't understand, you could immediately see what they were trying to tell you. All right. And that that's, that's exactly what helps out. And mm-hmm. that I don't think I had a book like that when I was taking Chaucer in my Shakespeare classes. And I, I wish I had, I had that. I found it and just decided to use it because I was losing my mind at that point. Yeah, but that was for me back back in like 1993, well mm-hmm. before the two little interns that were sitting here were <laughs> even... Sparkles. Sparkles Sparkle. or twinkles in their parents' eyes. All right, so let me let me ask this one last question then, and we're going to wrap this particular podcast up for the day after this. I'm going to ask this one last question, and based on this this thread that we've been on for the past couple of minutes, um, that, hey, if, if we had a reworking of, of these books for a more modern taste so that we could make the, the story more accessible to more readers... Who would we task, and I'm going to go around the table, who would you task to write those books? And if anybody suggests the person who wrote Twilight, I'm braining you with this computer monitor in front of me. I'll All right. you. Yeah, seriously. I mean, there would be, like, bloodshed going on in the studio. So, but, but, but think, think about it. A good author, current author, somebody that we're all familiar with, who would you task to write, rewrite Lord of the Rings to make it more accessible? Well, not George R. R. Martin. No. Oh, God. There'd be no one left. There would be no one left to to get the ring to the mountain. Um, uh, The ring would get itself to the mountain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not sure. Um, I I don't know. Uh, Since since you already brought him up and I'm a fan, I'll go Uh Stephen King. There you go. Okay. I mean, that would, yeah, definitely modern. I was thinking that. um, I I don't know. What about maybe Terry Brooks? Terry Brooks, possible. What about Dan Brown? 
Dan no. Brown. The, the Da Vinci Code, Dan <laughs> the Brown? Da Vinci yeah. Code guy. Um, the John Grisham? Guy. John Grisham? <laughs> yeah. James we, Patterson? In order oh. to okay. uh, keep it in with, like, it was originally written for kids. And right. I think in order okay, to I keep you're going. it where it is, I'd go JK. for Rick Riordan or JK. There, I was actually thinking as soon of. As, I as soon as you started I saying that, I knew you were, where you were going with that. That's awesome. So a possible rewrite with uh, with Rick Riordan or, or oh, J.K. Rowling. That. All that right. would probably work. Wayne, work. Yeah, you want to chime in? J.K. Rowling would probably work. I was okay. thinking Robin Wood. She's done a bunch of okay. redoing the um, Robin Hood myth. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So can we shoot her uh, like a Facebook Should... message saying, could you just... <laughs> hey, like, could you consider rewriting... She responds to her Twitter. Okay, <laughs> I, I've got another one then. Okay. Gregory Maguire. I'm not familiar with that name. Is there, am I? Do I have the last name wrong? The guy that wrote Wicked. Okay. The book. Oh, Has yeah, anybody yeah, else yeah, read yeah, the book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I haven't. I've I loved tried. it, to be honest. Was, was it good? Okay. That was a re- I really liked it. That's homework to all of our West, listeners now. Uh, thing. What was that, Mike? That's a rewrite of the Wicked Witch of the West. Right. It's Wizard of Oz from the the witch's perspective. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't have songs and Kristen Mm -hmm. Chenworth singing. (laughs) Oh, that's frozen. Sorry. I think it's a very, very, uh, I think, really good retelling. And it even has, like, the map in the front so you can see Oz laid out. Okay. That's kind of cool. What about the guy who wrote The Wiz? (laughs) <laughs> I kind of like little Michael. And we make the movies with Nipsey Russell. There we go. There you go. There we go. All right. So we like, really digress. We, we've got, yeah, we really digress. We're going to wrap this one up for today. As always, we thank you guys for listening. Much appreciated. And Billy is just looking for it. This is his favorite uh, moment. No, well, you don't. You don't have it. I now I, I got to log back into the. I'm going to run away with this no, one. No, no, keep talking. No, I'm going to keep talking So, because Billy has his Billy closing music. Billy wants his music. You have your, you have your whole outro, outro. Did we even do the intro music? Yeah, yeah. he did the intro. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, missed that today. That's all right. You're, I'm, you were yeah. zoning. You think? Yeah, it's yeah. okay. We still love you anyway. It's all good. Oh. All right. Here we go. Here I, it comes. I thought you had your whole uh, outro to do yet. No, I was going to do it during the, the song. During the music. Oh, okay. So this is wonderful. This is when we show that we're actually not that. There it is. See. There you go. Billy this loves is a production of I Monkey stink. Business. Yes, a Mighty Monkey production. Mighty Monkey Productions of Rochester, New York, creators and presenters of the Flower City Comic Con. Presenting their second show May 20th and 21st of 2017 at the Rochester Riverside Convention Center. Follow us on Facebook, www.facebook.com. FC3ROC. I'm going to hear this in my sleep. It's going to be a sad day. <laughs> Can I get a recording of this? There you go. Where'd you get the bottle of Wild Irish Rose?